Hello and welcome to the Liberty Section Podcast. I'm your host, JMO, and this is episode one. This is kind of special, so welcome. Today, I'm just going to quickly give a background of the show and then get into a topic that is everywhere, literally in the news cycle, in the air, in your lungs, the coronavirus. First, I do want to shout out my boy, Eric Lopez, who produced that beat that I used for the intro. You can find all of his music. Dude has a bunch of it at depakotebeats.bandcamp.com. And you can follow him on Instagram at Music. I definitely recommend following him there because he posts some hilarious stuff. Uh, and I honestly don't know where he finds this shit, but it is great. Uh, I've been following him for years and was pretty pumped when he said I could use his tunes for my intro music. We might have him on on a later date to talk about some stuff. He said he's working on a new album, so we can uh, we can share the news when that comes out. So, like I said... This is episode one, so I don't really have advertisers or anything. That was pretty much it. That was my one shout out for the day. I do want to mention that I will have a regular co-host on the show. He's just not here right now, but look forward to that on future episodes because we do have awesome conversations and I think you'll be interested in listening to them. It feels a little strange recording without him. But I wanted to go ahead and get this thing going, and you can hear his perspectives on this stuff at a later date. I think I can speak for him, though, and say that we're starting the Liberty section to discuss pretty much everything. Um, Current events, geopolitics, history, economics, technology, uh, the overall, really, human condition... Uh, and where we find ourselves in 2020, but all really from a perspective of truth, freedom, consciousness, spirituality, philosophy, etc. So I think you'll find it interesting. You'll probably find it refreshing from the bullshit corporate media, but you might find it triggering. You might find it deep at times i'm gonna try to stay slightly below surface level um and not go too far deep down the rabbit hole but it'll be fun if you can hang in there with us um a little bit about the structure of the show i think we're planning on um about an episode a week an hour to two hour conversation is going to be the the standard format and then i'm sure we'll do some solo shows um things that i want to share some things he might want to share and we do have some special interviews lined up 
another list of interviews with people that don't know they're going to be on the show yet. So we are looking forward to that, and you should too. So I want to get into the main topic today, which is the coronavirus. It's everywhere. So let's talk about it. I don't want to overwhelm people who are tired of hearing the constant bad news bears, but it is something that is affecting everyone. It's already changed the world, and I think it's going to continue to do so. I do think we're sort of at a tipping point that has been a long time coming. I'm not sure what it's going to look like on the other side, but I do think changes are coming, um, but the world will go on, which is good. You know, not that we haven't had these types of viruses in the past. Uh, Luckily, the toll on life isn't so bad yet, but the threat assessment is real. I think, Um, and compared to some of these other epidemics or even the seasonal flu, the death rate isn't that bad yet, but it is serious. Um, It has certainly changed people's perception of the world in a major way, and I think it's exposed a lot of major structural problems with how we operate geopolitically, economically, culturally, etc. So that's my two cents. Um, To start, I did want to play one clip here from the critically acclaimed, award-winning, in my opinion, Men in Black, the film. So let's go. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. But why why a big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, he says. Well, look outside. Panicky is a good word, for sure. Now, panic is a natural response to uncertainty, to feeling smaller than the problem, to feeling out of control of the situation, of your life, of others that you care about, etc. Panic is natural. Too much panic, an overreaction, is not a productive reaction, though. I think the fear virus and The panic virus is spreading at about the same rate as the very quickly spreading coronavirus. So when global panic is the reaction or overreaction, I think it's going to hinder our ability to sort of make it out on the other side of this thing unscathed. It's harmful to our collective psyche Um, it's harmful to us physically. You know, I find it interesting that one of the symptoms for this thing is shortness of breath, which is also a symptom of panic attacks. Hello? Well, if you find yourself unprepared, 
if you find yourself scared and panicking, you could create the symptom of the disease that you're scared about, which is interesting on a couple levels. Um, there's the nocebo effect, which is like a negative placebo, uh, where you can sort of convince yourself that you're sick. I think you kind of see this a lot. This is why the pharma ads are so good. I mean, they list all the symptoms, then they tell you to ask your doctor, and you can see how that could create some over-medication problems. Anyway, that's probably a longer conversation for another time, but we'll keep going with this corona stuff. So, another area of impact for this coronavirus is us. Um, it's going to be the relationship between the individual and the government, sort of a, on, the, on that level political level. Benjamin Franklin once said that those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Um, that quote usually comes up in the context of new technology, weapons, um, concerns about government surveillance. If you're paying attention to Snowden, you would know just how invasive the intelligence communities are um, with their bulk data collection and mass surveillance activities. 9-11, of course, is a great example uh, where you have an event, a black swan event, and um, the politicians never like to let a crisis go wasted without centralizing some power and really just chipping away at individual liberties. And this is where it kind of gets scary because there are a lot of agenda items uh, being covered by the reaction to this. And if you're familiar at all with the Hegelian dialectic of uh, order out of chaos, then you can kind of see the full picture here of a problem reaction solution being fully at play here. Many of the solutions to this coronavirus problem are already being vetted out um, and sort of prepared for implementation just waiting on the right event. So I think we're seeing a lot of that. I think we will continue to, but I think we should talk about it, be truthful about it, understand critically who is benefiting from this uh, and who's going to benefit on the other side. Now, that's sort of the, the government political part. I do suggest listening to Monica Perez coverage of this. She's got a great show, The Propaganda Report. I'll link an episode to that. She's one of the people I want to get on in pretty short order and ask her some questions because she's really been covering this and sort of sees it at a different level. Anyways, we might talk more about that later. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about 
as an area of impact is the culture. Obviously, the culture is changing from this already. You can see it. It's in the memes. Some really fire memes on this, though, by the way. Uh, at least the internet is still as funny as ever. So I want to share a post about this that a friend of mine from high school put up on Instagram. Haven't talked to him in a while, but the message he sent really resonated, and it kind of always does. He's a very artistic dude, cool guy. But anyways, he goes, Notice how fear is being weaponized. Notice how you were responding. Notice that you have a choice. Notice that you're still here. Notice that you're okay. Notice how our government and media are responding to this quote-unquote epidemic. Notice you may still need to take precaution. Notice that washing our hands is a good thing. Notice how you still want to be close to people. Notice that isolation is a colonial tool. Notice that so is division. Notice how the same forces concerned about COVID-19 have very little to say about the flu, about people experiencing homelessness, about the conditions that make it possible for the staggering amount of people who die by suicide every year to do so, and people living with HIV, AIDS, and its aliveness. Notice where our priorities lie. Notice that it's an election year. Notice that things are changing. Notice how you're waking up, how you're not taking shit you used to take, how you're getting better at loving yourself, even on hard days. Notice how you feel better days are coming. Notice how the people and systems in control will fail if you are empowered, if we are empowered. Notice how they probably know that. Notice how keeping us isolated, distracted, and fearful is in their best interest. Notice how it won't work. Notice focus. Notice how on the other side of this widespread shutdown, we'll be living in a different world. Notice how our education systems will never be the same. Notice how disorienting it is. Notice what's happening inside. Notice the purge and notice the flow. Notice what an opportunity we have to turn inward and tap into our magic. Notice what you truly want for yourself and your communities. Notice the time is now. Notice that we've got the option to live in fear. Notice how that's doing nothing for you. Notice how we're all in the same boat, how connected we are. Notice who's tugging your heartstrings. Notice maybe they want to hear from you. So yeah, I thought that was a very insightful post from a person who has a very different walk of life, uh, but can clearly see things at a high consciousness level. And 
I, I do enjoy following them. You can follow them on Instagram at not a haiku. That's not a haiku with a K. So K N O T A haiku. And for completeness, he also posted the song Love and Happiness by Al Green. So just want to throw that in there. I mean, he said a lot of things in there, obviously. And I think a lot of it is, is really good. Meditate, people. Breathe. Think about this. I think that's probably maybe what's going on is people are starting to to think about this and death and and um, life and what's going on here and on earth or universe galaxies i think it's good i think it's a good time uh like he said to look inward if you're not going to do it now then i don't know what you're waiting for there is a quote all men die but not all men truly live so now is the time. I agree, Cord. Let's let's live it up. Isolation is one of the goals. Division, of course. Distraction. Like we talked about the Patriot Act and the Foreign Intelligence uh, Surveillance Act. Both were reauthorized this week with zero reform. Both shred the Fourth Amendment and your privacy. Uh, which is a fundamental individual right that I don't care if you have nothing to hide or not. That's not the point. It's a weak argument and frankly is a litmus test for people when I talk to them about technology, cybersecurity, uh, personal privacy, personal freedom, and um, government overreach. <laughs> I think there's a, a lot of individual rights. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this more in the future, uh, the difference between rights and wrongs and moral uh, objectivity, really, uh, even though we live in a world full of moral relativity. You, you know, we, we shall prevail. The truth will prevail, my friends. Some very important individual rights since we're on the topic. The right to liberty. Hello. Welcome again to the liberty section. The right to liberty is that we can do what we want um, as long as we do not violate the rights of others, the safety of others. We do not initiate violence on others. We don't steal, murder, rape, trespass, assault our fellow individuals because most people are good people so the non-aggression principle it's it's a fundamental principle in the libertarian ideology and it's funny because it's pretty much how we all live uh there's selected individuals government um that are able to steal and kill and rape and trespass and and violate um because well we voted them into power i guess i don't know in fact if you can 
since no individual has the right to harm or violate uh, others' freedoms, then maybe you could get back to me and tell me how those same individuals can transfer those rights to other people that call themselves the government. It's something that I've been trying to figure out, and I think a lot of a lot of us have. Um, we're kind of waking up to the fact that you can't. Anyways, there's others. There's others, and we're going to talk about these um, future episodes in much greater detail. But uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and rattle these off. Uh, the right to self-defense. Hello. Uh, we can defend ourselves, our property, and our individual rights. Okay. Check. Uh, the right to own and carry weapons. So we have the ability to, our, to defend ourselves, our property, and our rights. The right to self-ownership. We own ourselves. No one can claim even partial ownership of us without violating our rights. You own you. The end. That's, that's it. Um, nobody else does. So you get these rights, but the rights come with responsibility. No one owns you. You own no one else. But on the same note, you're responsible for you. And you can make yourself responsible for others, but you don't own them. So the right to free speech. That's one. We will definitely have an episode on that. That one's already recorded, actually. Just needs to be edited and, and placed onto the World Wide Web. Um, the right to free speech means that we can communicate our opinions and ideas without the fear of government retaliation or censorship. This is interesting. It's, it's a major issue in the political realm these days. Uh, as the as the tech companies have a more important role on information dissemination, so yeah, we will talk about that one a lot. But yeah, fear no idea, people. Do not fear ideas. It Aristotle says it's the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain an idea without accepting it as true. So think about that when you read headlines, when you watch movies and shows and news, when you're talking to your friends that might have different ideas and opinions. And uh, as I'm sure many of my friends that are listening to this have different viewpoints and ideologies and the mark of my educated friend group is that we can discuss these ideas and still have fun together and connect on other topics and sort of understand that we're kind of all individuals in this together. So those and the right to privacy and some others we will we will be discussing in detail later and we'll talk about natural law and its interpretation and um, application in our lives. So, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is the, the area of impact is the economy. I'm going to keep this one short because this one is still ongoing. 
it's been really bad so far. I think that this is where the coronavirus has really exposed the structure that we have in place um, and sort of the way that we create value and what motivates us to be productive, how we operate on a daily basis, how we plan, how we fulfill our needs for survival or our wants and priorities. This is the economy. I mean, the economy is to study the, the collective human action. Um, shout out Mises or Mises. Let me know how to say that. Mises. I like Mises. But yeah, the Misesian view is human action is the economy. So, yeah. So, our economy is centrally planned, and the Federal Reserve is printing, bailing out, and, and socializing these losses. Um, I think that the great 2008 experiment of QE is now settling in. Um, I think the economy has been pretty propped up since then, um, especially in the last three years. I mean, it just went up and up. It didn't stop for three years under President Trump, and it's what he sort of ran on. I mean, this was what he was proud of, and all those gains were erased in three weeks. And it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. The Fed announced another QE project yesterday. Um, $1.5 trillion. The market reacted positively for a moment uh, and then continued its freefall. Everything's affected. Gold, Bitcoin, silver, people's retirement, everything. The money went somewhere, folks. It didn't go to money heaven. Somebody is getting rich off this, and we will talk about that probably next week. Um, a critical study into who's, who's financially benefiting from this uh, disaster. But make no doubt about it, the bubble has started to burst. And I think it could get worse with the ripple effects. And um, we still don't even know what's going to come out of this thing. So I wouldn't buy anything in the equities markets right now. <laughs> um, there are some, some stocks benefiting from this, but I'm definitely not... A financial advisor so this isn't financial advice but I've been recommending people to buy food hard assets and make sure they have clean water prepared for anything we're all truckertarians folks we all eat food that come from somewhere else so the truck stopped driving then we stop eating. And when people stop eating, when people stop taking their meds, 
on a mass scale, that's when people die and panic ensues and people turn into the bad people that will start to violate uh, peaceful people's property and rights. Um, so I hope it doesn't come to that point. I don't think it will, but there's nothing wrong with being prepared. So I wanted to share a tweet here in this realm from a guy I follow on Twitter named Quoth the Raven. Uh, he's a bear in the market, and he is not a financial advisor either. <laughs> he makes it very clear on his podcast that he is not a financial advisor. But he's a realist. He's been following this thing very closely, and I think he's a great great follow good source of information um he tweeted the other day lies you've been force-fed recessions are bad stocks only go up sell-offs are always opportunistic to buy the fed is in control financial advisors tv heads and economists understand something you can't comprehend fiat currency can't collapse risk no longer exists so, again, an economic realist, I would say. So, that's pretty much it for the uh, economic effect for the day, I guess. I said it was the most important, but then I didn't really talk about it that much. But I will continue to cover it. It is definitely something that's getting everyone's attention, is the, the financial impact of this. We'll see what these banks do. We'll see what uh, the government does. What... The Fed does, in conjunction with some of the other world economic bodies of, of unelected people. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I guess here's your daily reminder that the Federal Reserve is not a part of the government. Um, it's a private corporation and it, uh, it actually doesn't really have many reserves either, so... As the name would imply, it's neither federal nor a good reservation. But again, another show, another time. Back to the economic impacts of this, I don't think it's over. Uh, I think we're starting to see what the daily impact to our lives might be in the next couple weeks and months. But since we haven't lived through it yet, I would stay away from the equities market. And I've already given my non-financial advice, but I would get some cash out just in case the credit card machines go temporarily down. I would have some dry food, some clean water, some cleaning supplies, and depending on where you are, who you are, I would have other things prepared. And... To the folks out there hoarding up on toilet paper, I can't really be mad at you. Um, I get it. So, that's that. Those are the three sort of impact areas that I wanted to talk about. The economy, culture, and politics. 
there's going to be more to come. We're going to see how this thing goes, but we're all in it together. I would say there are some conspiracies I sort of saved till the end. If you're interested in looking into, uh, I would highly recommend uh, looking into them just because they're out there. You can use your own discernment, and I think some people have a better level of discernment than others, but for these things, I think it's important to look at what the distractions might be and what some of the underlying agenda items might be. And again, I recommend checking out thepropreport.com. So that's the Propaganda Report podcast. You can also find it in the any podcast catcher. But it's Monica Perez, and it's this dude, Binkley, I guess. I haven't been listening for too long, but I'm saying her coverage of this is great. She really lays out the the action items from Event 201 and kind of lays them in to the reality that we're seeing unfold because of this coronavirus. It's really interesting if you look into it, the Event 201 was held in October of 2019, one month before the virus broke out in China, and they did a live simulation of the global impact of a pandemic of a virus called the coronavirus. I think the CDC was there, Bill and Melinda Gates, the World Economic Forum, the WHO, all these folks. Oh, it's uh, Johns Hopkins did participate in the study i think they might have hosted it or something but yeah so the timing is interesting if you're into looking at the patterns and the coincidences around all of this uh, i even have some quote-unquote normie friends sending me the dean coots book and some of the other predictive programming uh, things that were embedded before this thing broke out at this level. There was that COVID, Kobe thing, which was interesting. If you put COVID into Google Translate and translate it into Hebrew, it comes back as Kobe. So you can try that online. Um, I did it. It's interesting. The news kind of broke on the same day that Kobe died. That's when I recorded actually the first show about it uh that i'm i didn't publish it was too early um that's when i started buying stuff (laughs) food and everything so i felt a little crazy but the i'm glad i did it uh i wish i would have started telling people to do it sooner to be honest um i don't really care at this point but that and I don't know, the other patterns are uh, mass exodus of CEOs and high-level executives at certain companies lately. You could see maybe they were anticipating something and they got out while the getting was good. But maybe I'm just a 
conspiracy theorist for believing that these people are somehow connected and on the inside and that they would act in such a way to uh, bolster their wallets and uh, sort of deceive people for a couple months until the rest of the economy crashes. But I don't know. Um, Again, that's it. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it, but it's not going to be the only thing we talk about because that would be a little depressing. So that's it. Uh, If you like the show, then I guess like and subscribe. That's what I'm supposed to say. But share it with your friends. If I got something wrong, then tell me, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, You can find me on Twitter, too, at JMO's Philosophy. Again, I'm going to try to have some badass guests on. And if you have somebody in mind, let us know. We will try to talk to them and maybe have them on. So I'm wrapping up here. I did want to reiterate a couple points. Try not to panic. Cherish your loved ones. Cherish your life. It is precious. I think we'll be okay. We have a a rough couple of weeks and months ahead probably, but I, I do think we make it out on the other side better. For, for whatever lessons we're, we're learning or about to learn. So if you have any questions, comments, if I got anything wrong, let me know. And if you made it this far, thanks for listening and stay tuned. This is the Liberty Section Podcast. And that was episode one.